Welcome to the Question Community Broadcast. The Question is a new disruptive community that provides a gathering place for those who wonder about our complex selves, our complex world, our complex universe. We are a non-religious and inclusive community that explores the many questions surrounding truth in order to encourage you on the important journey to find your own answers. The Question Community gathers every third Sunday evening at Redbush Tea and Coffee Company in the Kensington neighborhood of Calgary, starting at 7. Information on the community is available at our website, www.thequestion.ca. You can also join the community online at our Facebook page, which is The Question, and on Twitter, at TQCom, with two M's. You're now going to hear some highlights from our community gathering, where the question is asked through original arts and music, as well as thought-provoking presentations. This is Hello Moth. Come and go, worlds and every day. 
This is Frederick Tamagi. Well, it was totally worth the wait. One more time, let's give it up for Simon. I can call you Simon now, I think we're... <laughs> okay. So, at our community gathering last month, I shared a presentation about the new reality of the cloud and the pervasive, invasive, and possibly captive future that lay ahead of us as we fully embrace the uh, intoxicating world of personal technology. Now, for those of you who uh, were here for that, or for those of you who may have seen this story on our social media, or for those of you who may listen to the future podcast or watch the video, I confess I had two main objectives for that presentation. My first objective was to inform and provoke. I, I just like these pictures. Now, I've been told by a few community members that the presentation pretty much did that. Uh, in fact, some community members have told me that the information I shared was not only informative and provocative, thank you very much, but in the final analysis was kind of uh, disturbing, actually. So that's a double thank you very much to everyone who was open to the presentation that way. Because for a presenter at the question, the difference between provocation and disturbance is like uh, the difference between resistance and revolution. This community always seeks to share ideas that will provoke us enough to ask. And if the asking leads us to some early whispers of the truth, uh, sometimes we may actually be disturbed enough to act. Now that's not a community decision, that's a personal one. My second objective was to share a very personal question with the community as I contemplated my own future path toward that beautiful technological prison that we call the cloud. A prison, by the way, that we ourselves are making. You may remember that I shared this personal question, a choice, really, by way of Huxley's Brave New World. Uh, we can choose to be a world state citizen or a savage. I shared from Orwell's 1984. Uh, we can choose to be a prole or a thought criminal. Uh, and I shared from the book of Revelation. We can choose to be a subject of the beast or a believer. Now, you may remember the personal question that I left you with was this. Now, for me, this is not just a provocative question. It's a disturbing question because I cannot just ask it. I know that I must eventually act on it. Now, perhaps some of you have gone there. Perhaps some of you have not. Neither response is wrong. Remember I said that here at the question, asking is the community path, but acting is the personal path. So tonight, I want to talk to you about this really important question, who am I, from a different point on the life compass. Still the same question, but it's not so much about resisting enslavement by an external technological overlord, the cloud, but more about questioning another kind of enslavement. It's an internal enslavement. It's an enslavement of inner expectations. It's an enslavement of self-image. It's an enslavement that changes this important question from who am I to who should I be? Or worse, who else should I be? It's an enslavement of identity. Just like our future digital imprisonment looms inside the cloud, we face a potential personal imprisonment inside the question, who am I? Now we think that we often ask this question, and many of us do actually, unless we're completely sure of the answer at the time. I'm pretty sure that I've never been completely sure of the answer myself. So tonight, if no one here 
is completely sure of the answer, allow me to provide an alternate perspective on the question, who am I? Just for tonight, let's make the alternate question, who am I, butterfly or tornado? Now let me begin by sharing a true story that happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. I was having an unexpected text conversation with a friend. Conversation began with a struggle familiar to many of us in this community, the struggle to realize our dreams. Now, my friend has a pretty specific dream, and she's been pursuing it for about five years, wholeheartedly and unreservedly. The most detail I can give about her dream is that it wouldn't be totally unfamiliar to some in this community. She reached a point of frustration and doubt about her apparent lack of progress toward the fulfillment of her dream. Now, she's talented, resourceful, persistent, hardworking, and of high integrity. She's also passionate, compassionate, empathetic, and sympathetic. Most of all, she's committed. I mean, she's really committed. <laughs> and it's this commitment to her dream that is both impressive and sensitive. Now, it's impressive because to her, this dream is so strong and so intentional. And it's sensitive because to her, the dream itself is just assumed to be true. Now, one of the problems with our dreams is that we require an evidence of truth that mostly isn't forthcoming until the dream isn't really a dream anymore. Literally, it needs to be a dream come true, or at least coming true. Now, sometimes the coming true part doesn't always happen storybook fast. And therein lies the sensitivity. As more time passes, we struggle with the notion that perhaps the dream isn't true after all. Now, we've been conditioned pretty much from birth, uh, whether it be from our families, our teachers, our mentors, our friends, and sometimes even our enemies, that our dreams for ourselves are the truest expressions of our identity. They are a, a kind of personal preview of our destiny. Put another way, our dreams for ourselves are a kind of noble, idealized, even spiritualized answer to the question, who am I? Now, my friend was frustrated, discouraged, uh, and yes, afraid that her important personal dream was at best spinning its wheels, and at worst, spinning out of her reach. Now, I want to stop here and say I don't want to overstate the seriousness of this exchange, okay? It didn't represent the end of her dream, or anything close to that, okay? But I'm gonna share some of the conversation with you with my friend's permission to guide our thoughts toward the question tonight. I'm really grateful for this new perspective because this conversation surprised me into thinking about the possible difference between our dreams and our identity, about the possible difference between our dreams and our destiny, and whether knowing the differences if they exist, will actually make a difference in our answer to the question. Now here's the essence of our conversation. It's going to be part paraphrase, part direct quote. If you can read this, I'll speak it anyway. She started out, I've been made to think uh, of what others with a similar dream are doing successfully that I can't seem to do myself. I feel like what I'm doing is self-defeating. I said, well, success is a complex, different thing for everyone. No one can really tell us something about ourselves that only we can know. She said, 
I end up feeling like a failure. And I said, look, I've watched you touch people in an extraordinary way. Sometimes casual critics can only see the ordinary way. She said, but I want to touch others in a bigger way, more global than just Calgary. Sometimes I just want to walk away from all of it. And I said, global is much more than geographic. Don't know why I said that last thing uh, so spontaneously as text conversations sometimes are. But whether you think it's just an interesting but random coincidence, or a full-on, in-your-face synchronicity, there, I had to get that in, I had to get synchronicity in. I found myself writing about it this week for this gathering, for this topic. Who am I? Butterfly or tornado? This is Hello Moth. So this is a song called uh, Some Shadows. And um, I'll just get right into it, and uh, we'll do the, do the talking about it later. Not quite sure what it'll be, but... Lonely to me, see lonely to 
Now, in this historic academic paper, Lorenz illustrated the possible implications of what became known as the butterfly effect by way of his inspired mathematics and the rest, of course, is absolutely historic. And you can see now why they call it the butterfly effect. Now, the butterfly effect has become one of the most powerful and controversial modes of thought in our world. It is both an influence and a disturbance across all scientific and social disciplines. Lorenz's theory is an important consideration in everything from complex hurricane tracking models to predictions of quantum particle behavior to analyzing the unintended consequences of geopolitical change. Its scientific and philosophical sweep is truly mind-blowing. Therefore, it's much too big a topic to continue to speak about in this presentation. So I'll apologize because it's actually pretty interesting. I'm not going to speak about it anymore in this presentation except for this. What does the butterfly effect have to do with my friend's dream? Now, the possible answer to this question is found in the simple and completely beautiful notion that somewhere inside the fragile wings of a butterfly lay the awesome power of a tornado. So when it comes to our dreams for ourselves and the search for our identity, who we are, this beautiful notion might provoke that alternate perspective I spoke of at the beginning. Now, who am I, butterfly or tornado, isn't really a question so much as it's a paradox that just sounds like a question. It's the paradox of a choice that chooses us. It's the paradox of choosing our identity. I'll say that again, okay? It's the paradox of choosing our identity, okay? Because how can we choose something that we already are? I'm just gonna come up for air a bit from this philosophical rabbit hole that I appear to be leading you down. And as I do that, I will metaphorically stick my neck out and make a very unquestioned community judgment about all of us, or at least some of us. We think we want to be the tornado, and we think that we don't want to be the butterfly. Now, before you go all judgy of me for being uh, so judgy, take a moment to consider what I just said in the light of the dreams that you have chosen for yourselves. Consider the paradox of choosing your identity. Okay, to help you, here's some butterfly effect food for thought on how we might make a choice like that, okay? Butterfly or tornado? A butterfly floats, says the great philosopher Muhammad Ali. A tornado is a force of nature. A butterfly is anonymous and often unknown. A tornado is very public and known by many. A butterfly is quiet, even silent, easily ignored. A tornado is loud, even deafening, and cannot be ignored. A butterfly is reserved, delicate, fragile. A tornado is demonstrative, dominant, strong. A butterfly may live and die in obscurity. A tornado is widely remembered and is often historic. Okay. Now some questions. By the way, this presentation has quite a few questions in it. Uh, I'm not sure how that happened, but it happened. So you're not required to respond to them in real time unless you want to respond uh, via social media. We always have great conversations afterwards, so hopefully you'll reflect and respond when we discuss all this later tonight. Here are some questions. If you could choose to be either, okay, a butterfly or a tornado, which would you choose? Which of the two reflects your dream for yourself?
How many of you here have chosen your dream already? How many of you are struggling with the dream you've chosen, just like my friend? This is part one of this presentation. Part two will be continued in the next podcast episode. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in joining the Question community, we meet every third Sunday evening at Redbush Tea and Coffee Company in the Kensington neighborhood of Calgary starting at 7. You can participate in the online discussion on our Facebook page, which is The Question, or on Twitter at TQCom. That's at T-Q-C-O-M-M. Our website is www.thequestion.ca. Thanks again for listening, and remember that our answers are only possible because of our questions.